Welcome to the Building Her Up podcast, a place where women longing for Christian mentorship can find coaching, instruction, and encouragement to live the kingdom lifestyle. I am your host, Jasmine Ruiz, and today's episode is titled, A Different Kind of Love. We'll be digging into the scriptures to see what it says about God's love and how it may differ from our personal experiences with love. This is a good one, so stick around. Hey friends, so glad you can join me today. I want to share with you what I have come to know about God's love. We live in a world where the L word is thrown around fairly frequently, so it can take on different meanings. And for many of us, we may have stories where love looks like pain, fear, and mistrust. It's so necessary for us to come together and chat about love and biblical perspectives in order to get a clear picture of what God's love is and is not. If we don't understand his love, we'll have a very skewed perception of him that can actually hinder us from drawing close to him. There's this quote from Pastor Henry Blackaby that I want to share with you. He states, if you know that God loves you, you should never question a directive from him. It will always be right and best. When he gives you a directive, you are not just to observe it, discuss it, or debate it. You are to obey it. When we stand face to face with Jesus one day, he will judge us for our obedience. But can I say it's hard to obey someone who we don't know, don't like, or don't trust. When we know him and his love for us, it gets easier day by day to follow his directions when we don't have all the answers because we know that he's not trying to take advantage of us, but wants to give us the very best, even when the best is something we don't receive until the other side of eternity. To have a healthy relationship with Jesus is to know his attributes and his love. So let's dig into the scriptures and see what it has to say on the topic of love. Love note number one, the book of John. So the book of John chapter 15, 13, Jesus is speaking and he states, no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. This verse needs to be the first because the first sign to us as Gentiles of God's love and acceptance is through his death and resurrection. The Old Testament covenant was established with the Jewish nation. The Jewish people were his people, not us. So anyone not Jewish, aka Gentiles, have now been adopted into his family and are now capable of receiving his promises like the Holy Spirit and eternal life with him. 
that all started with Jesus's obedience to the Father to lay down his life for our sins. The gospel message can begin to sound somewhat mundane to those who have heard it countless times, but we cannot allow the frequency of the message to lose its power. We know the Father loves us because he sent his son to die for us, and we know Jesus loves us because he obeyed. His obedience proves to us that he is far from selfish, nor has ill intent, but has always put us first. His love reminds me of a love between a mother and a child. A new mom has to sacrifice her body, sacrifice her needs and wants to care for her newborn baby. To put the baby first means that the baby will have nourishment that will allow it to grow. Love that will solidify a strong bond between the two of them and safety where the baby will know, you know what, I'm not alone in this world. The baby is unable to care for its needs and so the mom has to give of herself. But the love of a mom, what she has for her baby is indescribable and she will gladly lay her life for her sweet child because that baby is a part of her. The same thing goes with our relationship with the Lord. He knows we're incapable of caring for ourselves and to watch us bring ourselves to a demise pains him because we are part of him. We are made in his image, bearing his breath and life inside of us. Maybe I'm describing a love between a parent and their child that you don't recognize. Maybe you grew up with absent parents, whether physically or emotionally. You had to care for your own needs. You did not have anyone lay down their lives for you, but you had to figure out life for yourself. I want to say that that was never God's intent. He brings us into this world through parents in order for them to model his love for us. When we don't receive that, we miss the opportunity to understand his love. Love note number two. Psalm 37, four tells us to light yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Our God he does not want to take from us, but wants to give. He is a generous God. The only desire to take is to take away sin and the consequence of sin. If he asks us to give up anything, it could be for several reasons. One reason that comes to mind is to see our allegiance to him. He wants to know if our hearts belong to him or if it belongs to something or someone else. As I think about this fact, it takes me to the passage in scriptures that is found in um, Mark 10, 17. That talks about the rich young ruler. If you don't know it, it's about this guy who's referred to as the rich young ruler. He approaches Jesus asking him what he has to do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus tells him, keep my commandments. The guy tells him that he has since he was a little boy. And then Jesus responds by telling him, go sell all of your possessions and give it to the poor. From what we see, the guy does not respond back to Jesus, but ends up leaving grieving. He's so sad. And 
you know what? Jesus was testing his heart to see if there was anything more important to him than his relationship with God. And unfortunately, his wealth was. The world that we live in loves money. Have lots of money, you'll have lots of friends. Lose the money and you can find yourself alone. God does not care about our wealth and status. He cares about faithful people. He does not want our possessions nor needs it. He wants our hearts. What's interesting is that when we are faithful to him, he wants to shower us with blessings and good gifts. And those good gifts can come in many different forms. Love note number three. As followers of Christ, he hears our prayers and he responds. Psalm 66 verse 16 to 20 states, Come and listen to all who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth, and praise was on my tongue. If I had been aware of malice in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. However, God has listened. He has paid attention to the sound of my prayer. Blessed be God. He has not turned away my prayer or turned his faithful love from me. Reading this scripture reminds me of the time that God's love became personal to me. It turned from Jesus dying for the world to Jesus caring about me personally. I was in this tough spot in my life several years back, and I was somewhat still new in my faith. I believed in Jesus, but I never really had an encounter with him personally. Since I was in a dark place in my life, I cried out to him saying, I need you. I need you now more than I ever have before. If you're real, I need you to prove it to me right now because I'm desperate. I did not want to be led to a scripture or have someone say something to me that came from the Lord. I needed my own personal encounter with him, and I did. I cried out to him, and when I closed my eyes, I was transported to what looked like a desert because it was somewhat of like a barren place. But I remember looking at my feet, and I was walking up a dirt hill. And when I got to the top of the hill... I saw Jesus hanging on the cross. Then my perspective changed where I was now looking out of his eyes. And I looked down at myself. And Jesus spoke to me saying, I love you, Jasmine. That was it. This was an open vision that lasted a few seconds, but changed eternity for me. It meant so much to me because he first answered me when I cried out to him to show himself to me. And secondly, because he called me by my name. He knows me by name and he knows you by name. You are important to him. He shows that by taking the time to listen to our prayers. And if we stay silent and listen, he speaks back. He's an intimate God. He does not require us to go through people or angels to get a message to him. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he takes the time out of his busy schedule, I imagine, to meet us right where we are and to listen to us. 
it makes me think of the woman at the well. That passage is found in John uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus meets this woman at the well alone because she decided to get water in the afternoon, which was the hottest part of the day. And she did this because she did not want to go when everyone else went, which was in the morning. And we can figure that most likely she was an outcast. She was a woman who had married several men and was currently in a relationship with a man who was not her husband. And in that time, that was not only taboo, but you could lose your life for that. So if she was to go to the well in the morning when the other women were there drawing water from the well, she probably would have been mocked and harassed. So she would go get water when no one else was around. But Jesus met her there at that well and he sat with her. He talked to her and gave her the greatest gift she could ever receive, which was to sit with the Messiah himself. Not many people got the opportunity to be alone with Jesus when he was on this earth, but he made it a point to sit with her and include her in her story in the Bible. This story of a broken woman who gets to meet her God in the midst of her pain is something I can relate to. I fell in love with him the day he sat with me. This is special to me, but I am not special because this is the Lord's desire to sit and commune with every one of his children. I don't know what your story is. Everyone's experience with love can be vastly different. And for most, unfortunately, because we live in a broken world, I can imagine has looked the complete opposite of God's love. This is why I share this. On the days you feel unseen, unloved, broken, alone, just know there is a God who loves you. He proved it to you by giving himself up on the cross so you could have eternal life with him. A God who is generous when the world only wants to take from us. And a God who wants to sit with us daily and commune with us. Do not allow the things of this world to confuse you, discourage you, or keep you too busy to get to know God's love for you. That's it for today's podcast. I thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it and want to keep up with my future episodes, click follow and leave a review of any takeaways that helped you. Don't forget, take what you learned and share it with someone in the pursuit of building others up.